You are now listening to the I Should Have Captained podcast. It is game week five, and I should have captained Ismaila Saw. Back again with another one. Um, game week five in the books, and of course, we look forward to game week six. Um, crazy game week, an interesting one. Of course, there were lots of uh, twists and turns throughout the game week, but of course, uh, we are here to enjoy FPL as we go along. So, to begin game week five, we had the interesting game Newcastle against Leeds on the Friday. That one was an interesting one to watch. Um, so Newcastle obviously was one, Leeds one, St. Maximan again with another goal. Um, so now he has blanked only one time out of five game weeks. So that is a consistency that he has not done at all before. And as a result, his price has now gone up to 6.7. He is owned by 12% of the league. He has increased from 6.5 all the way to 6.7. So scored against Leeds. And he looks like the only person interested in providing returns from Newcastle. Of course, Callum Wilson is injured, so it's understandable. But Alansi Maximan with a goal there, uh, created mostly by himself. And I believe he could have even had more. On the Leeds side, Rafinha certainly scored at 6.5. However, he is injured as at the time of recording. 50% with a hip injury, it looks like. So at 6.5, uh, Rafinha is injured even though he scored and he is also looking very very consistent Leeds fixtures look very very good they've got west ham watford southampton wolves and of course norwich so that is an interesting one bamford also got injured and he has been confirmed that he will be out of the next game against west ham Leeds have a lot of problems i'm just going to say um they do not have a recognizable center back so it looks like calvin phillips will play in the center back role uh, that means, of course, without Phillips in the midfield, Shackleton is most likely to come in and play that uh, central defensive role. Or maybe Click might move backward there. Um, it'll be interesting to see how Leeds perform. But without Calvin Phillips protecting the defense because he has to play defense, um, Leeds already can't keep clean sheets. So it's not looking very good. And of course, you know, they play West Ham next. And by the way, I'll get to that shortly. But it is the return of Mikhail Antonio. So... That will be an interesting one on that side. Uh, the assist for Newcastle was for Joe Linkton. And of course, on the lead side, Bamford. Bamford with the assist before going out injured. If you're like myself, who we'll tried to replace Antonio uh, with Bamford. Uh, I replaced him with Jimenez. And of course, he blanked. But we'll get to that in the next game. So Wolves nil, Bremford to uh, goals from Ivan Tony and Brian Buemo. Um, Man, Mboyomo has now finally scored. Uh, so that's his first goal after taking so many shots and really being you know, on set pieces. So his first attacking return. But really, it was Ivan Tony who stole the show. A goal and an assist, enough for three bonus points. So Ivan Tony finally starting to provide some returns there. Of course, he did score the one time beforehand against Aston Villa and this time took the penalty and assisted Brian Mboyomo. So 6.3, Ivan Tony finally getting the points. Of course, I do not recommend you get him at all because they play Liverpool next, West Ham, Chelsea, and then Leicester in the next four. So probably the worst run of fixtures for the next couple of teams that we look at. On the Wolves side, they were completely wasteful again. 
Um, I was one of those who believed the hype of Jimenez and Wolves who have been taking a lot of shots and it was only a matter of time before they scored. However, um, it didn't look very good at all against Brentford. Brentford, very, very defensively solid. I have Raya and I got his defensive clean sheet points, even though I was hoping I would get uh, attacking returns from the Wolves side. I still have Marcel personally, and I also still have Jimenez. So I'll be taking them on to game week six. I think from game week six, if they do not perform, I already have a replacement lined up in my mind for Marcel. And if Jimenez doesn't perform, I'm going back to Antonio. So that is kind of my current plan based on what I saw, but hopefully they return back to their regular attacking prowess next week against Southampton for Wolves. Hopefully that's what we hope, but it is what it is. Burnley nil, Arsenal won. Um, Arsenal scored from a free kick. Um, so uh, Martin Odegaard with the free kick and assist going down to Bukayo Saka. So that was how Arsenal got three points and he ran away from Turf Moor. So that is Arsenal right now, just doing their best. Quick thing I want to mention, Ramsdale 4.5, starting in back-to-back games, back-to-back clean sheets for Arsenal. I have Ben White, and quite frankly, I have been taking his clean sheet points for those last two games at 4.4, but Ramsdale at 4.5 has performed admirably. I do not think he's a world beater by any stretch of the imagination, but quite frankly, he has provided the points and he looks decent, just decent. There's nothing spectacular that I've seen, but decent. Uh, commanding in the area, taking the balls, taking crosses, decent. I don't think anything spectacular. But keep in mind, Arsenal is still technically one of the bigger clubs in Europe. Um, so 4.5 for a starting goalkeeper at Arsenal is respectable. Keep in mind, Thomas Partey is now back from injury as well. So that is a better defensive player that Arsenal now have available in front of their defense. Gabriel Megalish is now also back as well. And quite frankly, he was immense in the Arsenal game. So if you're considering Arsenal defenders, it's worth a punt. I would probably go Ben White, Tommy Yasu, or Aaron Ramsdale if you're considering your wild card in game week seven. Just going to quickly pause here. Game week seven is the game week before the October international break. So there is a pause from October the 2nd when game week seven starts to October the 16th in game week eight. So there's a two week pause there. If you're considering your wildcard, that'd be an excellent time to use it. Hopefully Ramsdale and all the other Arsenal defenders do not rise in that span. But of course, Arsenal have a good run of fixtures from game week seven. So game week six, of course, the next match, they play Tottenham. Game week seven, they play Brighton. But as from game week eight, which is after the international break, they've got Crystal Palace, Aston Villa, Leicester and Watford. Certainly beatable teams. I do not think Arsenal will wipe the floor with them. But they are beatable, um, at least again, if we assume Arsenal are going back to being a decent team. So certainly beatable and can keep clean sheets. On the Burnley side, um, don't they don't look particularly convincing. Um, they've now conceded in every game so far. Um, I was one of those who started with, I believe, Loughton or Taylor, and I haven't seen much from them. They play Lex... Uh, sorry. They play Leicester next. <laughs> Two words just conflicting. Right? They play Leicester next. Um, away in game week six but in game week seven they play Norwich and as you've seen so far Norwich are the whipping boys in the Premier League next game of the game week was Liverpool three Crystal Palace nil Sadio Mane has scored again so he scored three goals in five games with an assist to boot Um, so he's been consistent the only time he hasn't scored at all 
was against the whipping boys Norwich. Sorry, um, the only time he hasn't uh, he has blanked at all, I should say, because he did score at Burnley, scored at Leeds, scored at Crystal Palace, but assisted only at Chelsea. So Sadio Mane at 11.9 is turning out to be a differential. But keep in mind, at 11.9, you would probably expect more than one goal, one assist. But hey, won't you just take the consistency and move on with your life? I don't know. It's up to you to determine. I think you should consider it at 11.9, but I think that's a lot of money considering there's Ronaldo and Lukaku who can also use that fund to do other things. On the Crystal Palace side, um, Gallagher still looks decent. Um, so it might be worth a punt. Guaita had seven saves against uh, Liverpool. Of course, I mean, if you're playing Liverpool, you're probably going to be busy all day. Uh, Guaita is 4.5. So something to consider. Again, as you consider your wildcard at the back of your mind, Vincente um, Guaita at 4.5. Crystal Palace will certainly give teams that are around them a run for their money. But of course, against the bigger boys, I, I don't expect them to beat the Liverpools, the Chelsea's, the Man City's. I think those guys are too much for them. But against other smaller teams, they will give them a run. And I think we saw that uh, compared to seeing what they did at Spurs, uh, or two Spurs, I should say, because they were at home. Um, it was clear evidence of that. Crystal Palace against regular teams, start them. But against the bigger clubs, just rest them. I think that's the strategy with Crystal Palace. Uh, goals from Mane, Salah, and Naby Keita with the wonder strike. On the assist column, we had Van Dijk and Salah again with an assist. Of course, I captain Salah. So I was very happy to take my 12 points, goal, assist, clean sheets, and two bonus points. And if Salah would just stop removing his shirt for no goddamn reason, we would get the extra one point. But he got the yellow card for, you know, removing his jersey and celebrating. So... <sighs> Mohamed Salah. Anyways, continue scoring. We don't mind. Um, Jota, unfortunately, couldn't get points because Mane was wasteful. So, you see, like, Mane, like, at 11.9, he really is getting a lot of chances. He's probably expected to score more than Salah based on the amount of chances he gets. But he's just so wasteful. Super wasteful. And it's just unfortunate. I feel like if Salah was getting the same amount of chances, do you understand the sheer amount of goals we would have had in the Crystal Palace game? Anyways, that's a separate conversation. This game I didn't see coming. Manchester City nil, Southampton nil. Um, Walker Peters with a yellow card, Livermento with a yellow card, but Southampton kept in clean sheets at the Etihad. Wild. And keep in mind, it wasn't by fluke at all either. Southampton deserved that clean sheet because they played very, very well quite frankly. So um, it, it, was, it, was a, it was a decent performance from Southampton, considering I was expecting to be another 5-0. I was fully expecting another 5. But City, on the other hand, now look like clearly they need a striker. So, you know, you can look at it both ways. Um, but yeah, the other thing now to look at as well, Cancelo at 6.0. He has blanked only one time against Tottenham. Of course, that was a game they lost. But clean sheets in four games straight. For Manchester City, and of course, Cancelo at six has the opportunity to give you an assist and the occasional goal as well. So, 6.0. Of course, their next two games are Chelsea and Liverpool, literally the two next best teams they could ever face. I mean, other than Manchester United, which is in game week 11. But, considering it's Chelsea and Liverpool, I'm going to hold off to game week eight. But from what I'm seeing, it does not look like City are going to concede against anybody not in the top four. That is what I'm looking at right now. I think Chelsea, Liverpool, Manchester United, that's it. They're the only team that can score. 
the others and of course Hyung Min Son. I mean Hyung Min Son by himself is separate. <laughs> For Manchester City, he's just a separate guy. Like he just decides he's going to be Messi and Ronaldo against Man City. That is Hyung Min Son. But aside from him, City are not conceding at all. That is just pretty much obvious. Uh, so Cancelo after game week seven will be worth considering. 6.0. He might increase, but of course we hope that you know the Chelsea game keeps his price where it is. Uh, so we'll see. 6.0. Joao Cancelo, I'm considering again. I think I mentioned that in my last watch list of players I was looking at. So Cancelo is one of them. Um, Edison, of course, is just going to Edison. I think 6.0 is kind of expensive, but it is what it is. Um, on to the next game of the game week. Um, Norwich won. South, sorry, sorry, let me take it back. Norwich won, Watford three. So um, Norwich are clearly the whipping boys. I think we just we should just say what it is. The Norwich-like approach. I think we're just going to start captaining players against Norwich and seeing if that'll work. So this week they play Everton, which sucks because Calvert-Lewin is out. So it only leaves people captaining the option of maybe Damari Gray, Corey, Townsend. Would it be worth a punt? I think I, I have a sneaky feeling about Damari Gray against Norwich. There's just something about Norwich conceding a ton of goals. That's not just making me excited to captain against Norwich and just take Norwich like approach. It's early in the season, so it's worth a gamble. I'm going to try it. You know what? I'm going to try it. <laughs> I will try it. See how it goes. And of course, if it doesn't work, <laughs> you quickly reset back to the usual. Um, especially because like two big teams play each other. So Liverpool play, uh, sorry, uh, Chelsea play Man City uh, next game week in game week six. And of course, Liverpool play Brentford, who are respectably very good defensively. I expect Liverpool to still win, but I'm going to try it. Um, Leicester plays Burnley. Leicester should score, so Vardy will probably do the needful. United play Aston Villa, and we already saw that United aren't really free scoring like that against West Ham. Aston Villa are also relatively decent. Relatively. I know they considered a shit ton of goals just recently against Chelsea, which we'll get to in a quick... Uh, sorry. Uh, what am I thinking? I mean, I'll be thinking around. Sorry. Um, Aston Villa considered against Chelsea. Yeah. The game week before, 3-0. Yes, that's what it was. So... Um, not in this game because the weekend before. Um, so certainly I would think Aston Villa could give United a challenge again in the coming game week. So maybe we might try captain against Norwich. But anyways, that's beside the point. Uh, and obviously the best player for the game week, Ismail Assar scored twice. And of course, um, Dennis also added in as well at 5.2. That is just wild. Um, of course, he's starting and scoring now again. So against Norwich, I, I just expect people to score now. Pookie obviously scored on the north side. One chance. Um, that was decent. Came to him and he just buried it. Assist column. Norman, Joshua King, and Kiko Femenia. So that completed the scoring and assisting from the Norwich and Watford game. Aston Villa, three. Everton, nil. Um, I did not see Everton just completely falling apart against Aston Villa. But it can happen sometimes. So we go from Matty Cash, Leon Bailey, and an own goal. From Luca Dean. Luca Dean has only scored points once this season. One time. And that was against Brighton where he kept a clean sheet. The rest of the time, minus one at Aston Villa. Two points at Burnley. Blank at Leeds. Two points at Southampton. Just being not the greatest. Whoever has Luca Dean, just, it just looks bad. But, like I said already, they play Norwich next. So, uh, you might hold him until then and then sell him in the, in the game against Manchester United in game week seven. So, Luca Dean... Not looking very good for Everton. Demari Gray also looked out of it. So uh, it is what it is. Um, Danny Ings, 
so far blanked just one time. Just want to quickly highlight that because he got the assist against um, Everton. So Danny Ings still looks decent at 7.9. Douglas Luiz also with an assist as well. Obviously, Leon Bailey, funny enough, came on, scored, assisted, and got injured. That just completes the trifecta for Leon Bailey at 6.4. In my mind, a little overpriced, but it is what it is. Brighton 2, Leicester 1. This was also a very good one. Um, Mope scored, Danny Warbeck scored, and of course, uh, Jamie Vardy on the score sheet again. Assist from Duffy, and those of us who have Duffy, we're excited to see it. We hoped it would stick with a clean sheet in addition to that assist, but it is what it is. We'll take the assist and move on. So Shane Duffy with an assist uh, in this game, his second attacking return this season already in game week five. He is the primary threat at set pieces. Um, so at 4.3, he's still good value. 4.3, he's starting defender who gives you attacking returns. Man, I, I don't know what else to say about this man. Go grab him. Put him on your bench if you don't want to play him. Um, yeah, Shane Duffy, go grab him. Um, the other assist, of course, for Leandro Trossard. So Trossard, again, with another attacking return. The assist against Leicester. He scored at Brentford to remove my clean sheet with British League of last um, week. But 6.4, Leandro Trossard. I wouldn't recommend buying him because I think at 6.4, you can get better players. Conor Gallagher being one. And of course, um, Damari Gray being the other. Now there's Ismail Assar as well as an option. I think you can find better players than Trossard at this time. Keep in mind, Brighton's next game is against Crystal Palace away. They play Arsenal and then Norwich after the international break. So in the next three, they look decent. But after that, they've got Manchester City and Liverpool. So 6.4, the end of Trossard. My boy was a weight on that one. On the Leicester side, the next teams they play, Burnley, Crystal Palace, Manchester United and Brentford. So it might be worth a punt if you're considering Jamie Vardy at 10.4. Of course, in that same um, price bracket, you've got Lukaku at 11.6. Ronaldo is way, way further. But again, if you have 10.4 for a striker, except for Lukaku and Ronaldo, I mean, you might as well just go get Mikhail Antonio. So I would drop that uh, for now. But Vardy is still doing the needful. Um, scored after blanking at Manchester City, which is somewhat expected. Um, I wouldn't blame too much on Vardy. I think he's just doing just about what he should do. West Ham won. Manchester United two goals from Saeed Benrahma. <laughs> oh man, I saw this guy and he scored again. So ten points. It's one of those things. You buy, you sell a player, and then he gives you a double digits, or once you remove him. Jesse Lingard with a goal as well, which is very, very good, I should add. And of course, the CEO merchant himself, Cristiano Ronaldo, scored again. Again. Like, this man just is going to maintain this rate of scoring a goalie game, even at 36. Like, this guy is unreal. It, it doesn't even make any sense. Like, what more do you want to say about someone if at 36 playing at the highest level possible in football, still scoring a goal a game? Man. I don't understand this guy. But they play Aston Villa next. They've got Everton after that, Leicester, and men, their fixtures don't look pretty at all. Just looking at them, like literally in the next uh, five games-ish, six games, they've got Aston Villa next at home, which should be a winnable game. Everton at home, again winnable. Leicester, Liverpool, Tottenham, and Manchester City. Keep in mind, in the middle of all this, they've also got to play 
Champions League. So can we start to see a rest for Ronaldo in the middle of all this? Very possible. But at the same time, they also play tough fixtures. So I will be stunned if they rest Ronaldo against some of the better teams they're going to face in the next couple of games. But it is what it is. We'll figure out how they manage Ronaldo's load in the next couple of games. But Ronaldo is now up to 12.7. 12.7. By far and away, the most expensive player in the game. Even more than Salah now. And he's owned by 47.5% of the league at this point. So almost half of the league owns Cristiano Ronaldo. Spurs nil. Chelsea 3. Man, Spurs just look poor. Oh my word, they look so poor. Um, I, Wow. First half, they looked decent, I will add. I, I should say that. Chelsea, um, Chelsea certainly didn't look as dangerous as they were in the first half. Spurs were certainly decent in the first half. But in the second half, it was just like Chelsea were possessed by something in the second half. Um, the goals were from Thiago Silva, Antonio Rudiger, and N'Golo Kante. All three scoring on the assist column. My boy Alonso back again with the points at 5.8. An assist and a clean sheet to boot. Ugh, Alonso made us an exciting purchase. I, man, the moment I saw he was starting, I was like, <laughs> if this guy's going to do anything of what he used to do, I am just going to draft him in and leave him there. Like, I don't care. Tottenham, City, just leave Alonso because he plays that left wing back role very well. He's attacking. He gets you clean sheet points based on obviously Chelsea's defense. If this guy just replicates anything what near what he did with Conte, oh my days. <laughs> I just saw it. I was like, yeah, let's not argue it. They just buy him, leave him on the squad and let him do his thing. Um, but Chelsea, of course, um, after Alonso, sorry, let me, let me, let me maintain decorum. Um, they scored, of course, Alonso with the assist, Kovacic with the assist and Timo Werner with an assist as well. Chelsea's next couple of games, very, very exciting. Um, they've got Manchester City next at home. So you would expect that they would probably set up very well and potentially win against Manchester City because they're at home. I give them the advantage because they're at home. If this was at the Etihad, I would expect City to obviously be the favourites. But because Chelsea are at home, champions of Europe, they've beaten them already 1-0 in a previous huge game. I expect City and Chelsea to end 1-0 again. That's what I expect. Obviously, think crazy things can happen, like a red card. But again, that's what I expect. After that City game, they've got Southampton, Brentford, Norwich, Newcastle, Burnley. I'm going to say that one more time. After the City game, this coming week, Southampton, Brentford, Norwich, Newcastle, Burnley. All winnable games, all games I expect to captain Lukaku. I, I, yeah. <laughs> like I, I don't I don't know if you can tell that I'm excited to see how Chelsea are going to dismantle all these teams. I don't know if you can tell, but bruh. <laughs> Woo! Lukaku's gonna do the needful. Um and also, quick thing to mention now, it's looking like we wanna double up on Chelsea defenders. So the strategy going forward will likely be two Chelsea defenders, one city defender, and Trent. You leave them alone, you let them be that thing in defense. Even though I know the huge rave is about having Ronaldo, Lukaku, Salah. Bruno, all of them up front. But really, if you are getting six points consistently from these guys and the occasional assist from the Alonzos, the Cancelos, and Trent, man, defense can win you the championship this year. Like, really, because the really good teams defensively are so solid. Quickly want to mention that Liverpool um, situation I talked about with uh, Trent. 
He was injured in the last game, which was nice because ooh, the amount of people who own, who own Trent, oh my days. Oh God. I was, <laughs> I was like, yo, Trent can't be in this game because he would have probably had an assist, a clean sheet and three bonus points again. But luckily it was only Van Dijk who got it this time, which he isn't owned by a lot of people. 16%, we can survive. But Trent, bro. Anyways, that's beside the point. So it's going to be two Chelsea defenders, Master City defender and Trent. That's what it's looking like or any of those mixes. Two Chelsea defenders and Trent, two Chelsea defenders, City and Trent. Like that's what it's going to be. Just watch for it. That's what's going to happen in the FPL community. That's what I think is going to happen. I'm going to jump on it <laughs> from game week seven because Chelsea are not playing defensively at all. Like you are not going to score, even if you're the better team, even if, anyways, we'll see with the City game. Um, I think City without a striker just don't look very good. Um, so we'll see. Last thing I'm going to add, uh, from October, we're going to be breaking the podcast into two episodes going forward. Um, there'll be one, obviously, this style, which recaps the games. So one right after the game week ends. And of course, one going into the game week, talking about strategy, players to look out for, price rises, price changes, and also how to, you know, use your chips and what we're thinking about as well. So expect that in October. And I will be looking forward to seeing you then. Till then, ladies and gentlemen, may your arrow be green. See you next time. Goodbye.